Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. You're listening to the Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. Welcome back to another episode of Simpin' After Dark, everyone. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back for another episode. I took a little mini leave of absence last week. It was my birthday on Wednesday. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to have some me time, do all that, celebrate. I am recovering still it was like days of celebrations um it was great to be with my friends i did some really cool things my sister surprised me by taking me to the magic castle that was really dope um went to go eat at some really good restaurants um moon shadows look that up it's fucking nice fellas if you want to impress your girl take her there it's so dope it's like right on the beach it looks like you're on the water it's really cool so um yeah what else did i do just got drunk and ate good food honestly like what else could you ask for that's honestly that's it for me so yeah i'm ready to be back though nice and refreshed a little bit you know still detoxing but ready to get back into this have a fun full episode planned today we're gonna be talking about a new artist um in general a new artist i've talked about her before her name's fouché she like blew up on tiktok but she just dropped a new project so i'm gonna be talking about her song too late from that it's not really i wouldn't say a cover but she uses the chorus from carol king's song what is it called it's too late Yes, it's from the 70s. Um, If you haven't heard it, go check it out after. I pulled a clip from both of the songs just because I kind of couldn't decide which one to go over. They're very different, actually, but I like both of them. And Fouché is honestly so fucking talented. Uh, The episode that I did a song of hers was um, her song was single as fuck, which was really cool, too. But her voice is just, like, really developed. She's super fucking talented, like, mini Ripperton vibes with the freaking little whistle notes. Her voice is amazing. And I can't really, like, say she's R&B because she's, like, low-key a little, like, folky, indie, soul, like, a little bit of everything. She's really dope. So go check her out. 
and her project is called Time Machine. I think it came out in like June. Uh, she has like another cover on there. That one's like a full cover, um, Depeche Mode's song, Enjoy the Silence. So that one's like a full cover, but this song, she named it Too Late. She uses the chorus from Carol King's It's Too Late. And definitely you could tell the difference. Um, Fouché is a lot younger and you could tell with like her lyrics and like the content of what she talks about. Definitely more relatable if you're younger. Carol King's is a lot more timeless, the lyrics. And I love that um, more than anything. Like I 100% love a song that it doesn't matter if you listen to it in 2021 and it was written in the 70s like it still hits the same so that's carol king's version um fouché's is a little bit more you know modern or whatnot she has like a lot of like references like cultural references and things like that she mentions like quarantine so i kind of want to get into um carol king's more just because it kind of ties into what i want to talk about this episode which is i want to talk about like the myth I guess or idea that after sex like after sex after marriage um like after you get married that the sex life just like dies and how a lot of the blame is put on women so I want to talk about kind of both sides of that or just different perspectives on that on like the why and just about why relationships die because that's pretty much what this song is about like saying it's too late like there's nothing we can do now like we got to call it quits go our separate ways like we tried but we're not even trying anymore like this is fucking dead like throw it away um so i'm gonna get into that and then i have like some tweets of course and then i have a little psa about like some safety issues on social media like stalkers and shit it's fucking scary out here ladies so be careful stick around for that psa um and I want to talk about white lies because I tweeted about it and um I was talking to someone about it and I don't think a lot of people realize the amount of damage that white lies can cause so we're gonna get into it so Carol King she's like a singer songwriter she was really popular in like the 70s and she actually has a shitload of writing credits and like co-writing credits with her ex-husband too they wrote a song for like Aretha Franklin and she recorded a song that went to the Cheryl's um, called Will You Love Me Tomorrow, which then Amy Winehouse did a cover of. It's one of my favorite songs. And shout out Amy Winehouse. It's her birthday today. So happy birthday, queen, legend, icon, Virgo, queen, you know, all that. I will eventually do an Amy Winehouse song on here, but I'm waiting for the right moment. But for right now, shout out Carol King, absolute legend, killing it on the songwriting game. And this song is like, her most popular song, I would say, and I love it. It's such a fucking bop. Let's play a clip, actually, first. I'll play a clip of Fouché's and then Carol King. Under him, once again, overthinking things, love him. But a real nigga never leave you wondering. Quarantine, we spent the summers in. Some candy, summer sands. Those placebos, darling. Is that a knife calling on your veins? You cut me open, cut me deep, you got my lung in hand. But for my sanity, I'll never fall in love again. I changed your name to don't pick up the fucking phone again. Cause it's too late, baby, now it's too late. so her voice is fucking beautiful as you can tell it's a really really great um cover just for the sake of i don't know what to call it like is it a remix i don't fucking know like a different rendition uh, 
I don't know. We'll call it a cover for this episode. And now let's play Carol King's. There's something wrong here. There can be no denying. One of us is changing. Or maybe we just stop trying. And it's too. So fucking good so many good like 70s vibes yeah i fuck with that song i love the beat like the instruments it has a really dope like instrumental break in the middle with like a guitar a piano and like some kind of blow horn flute fucking thing i do not know my instruments i'm so sorry um yeah but let's get into some lyrics then so i'll get into some of fouché's because she does have some really cool lyrics she says First one, but you're well-rested. How you going high depression? Doing nothing tells something. Can you not fuck up one thing? Damn, like, you know when you're, like, so annoyed at, like, your partner that everything they do just, like, pisses you off or you're like, can you fucking do anything right? Like, at that point, I think it's over. Like, you just gotta freaking, like, end it. It sucks. But I feel like I read something one time that kind of said, like, determining factors of whether a relationship will make it or not and one of them for sure was like if every time like they say something or like try to crack a joke or do something and you're just like disgusted or just like not amused kind of thing where you're like angry like it makes you angry like that's a pretty early determining factor that like it's not gonna last which 100% makes sense I believe it because like if you can't stand them now like imagine 10 years later bro And she says, you know, I'm calling. You're picking a fight. I'm stalling. Sorry you didn't reach out this morning. Could you not fuck up one thing? And, yeah, I think everyone can relate to that. Sorry you didn't reach out this morning. Once they don't hit you with a good night or good morning, beautiful, it's over. They don't like you anymore. They probably found someone new or they're just, like, trying to get rid of you. Sick of you. And, like, don't take my word on it. Like, you should definitely have a conversation about it. But that's a pretty telling factor right there. And that's why the song is called It's Too Late, Baby. Because, like, there's nothing you can do now. Like, it's done. And then verse 2, which is the clip I played, she says, Under him once again, overthinking things. Love him, but a real dude never leave you wondering. And she's 100% right about that. Like, if there's one thing that a man will do, if he fucks with you, is he's going to make sure that you know. Because guys fucking know that there's always somebody else there waiting for him to fuck up. So if he really fucks with you, he's going to make sure that you know it and that you feel the love. Like, if he has no problem, like, leaving you, like, questioning things, just leaving you to get in your head about it, he doesn't love you. But that's why you need to, like, communicate it like sometimes people just don't know how to communicate these things or they like are probably expressing their love to you in a different language than you prefer or that you can understand so have the conversation first and then if you literally are like I would appreciate if you did this like this would make me feel loved or whatever and if they're still not that's your answer they don't fucking like you and then I like the last 
part of the verse two, she says, and for my sanity, I'll never fall in love again. I changed your name to don't pick up the fucking phone again. And I know a lot of people felt that sometimes you got to like change someone's name to literally like don't answer to remind yourself because it's so easy to think that like time passes and like we can make it work. Like maybe just last time wasn't right. Like why did we even stop talking? Why did we break up? Like you have to freaking write don't. And then maybe keep a file. That's a good idea. Everyone should keep a file, like records of dudes or whoever you, you date and like why things ended. Like document that shit. It's like journaling, but for like a relationship to remind yourself because it is really easy to forget these things because you're like in a different state of mind when you're in love. So if shit's falling apart and you're documenting it, then you break up, time passes. And then you're like in love again. That spark comes back. Like your brain is foggy. You're not thinking straight at all. So document it. Remember, it died. It was too late for a reason. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so that is enough of that song. I'm going to get into some of Carol King's lyrics. Like I said, they are a lot more timeless, relatable, like regardless of like age or anything like that. So verse one, she says, stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time. There's something wrong here. There can be no denying one of us is changing or maybe we just stop trying. So you already know like it's going to be sad as fuck when you lay in bed. That's like some depression shit. Like when you just don't want to face reality, like daydreaming or just like constantly like on your phone to ignore that like the relationship is dying you don't want to face the facts sleeping in going to bed early taking naps like you're not facing reality like you need a wake-up call you need to deal with it because the other person in the relationship with you is still there and it's not really fair but I think once one person checks out like that shit is about to crumble for real like really quick and then the chorus is, and it's too late, baby. Now it's too late, though we really did try to make it. Something inside has died, and I can't hide, and I just can't fake it. And that's so good, and I love that part about something inside has died, and I can't hide, and I just can't fake it. Because love really is like a 
living thing, like a relationship. Like you have to treat it like a little plant or a little baby or a pet, whatever, like something that like you need to nurture and like give time and attention to like your focus, your energy, water it, like feed it, like whatever it is. Once like you start neglecting it or not giving it as much love, it's going to start dying or it's going to get sick. It's going to wither away, you know, metaphor wise. Like if we're talking to like, this is like a live breathing thing. But like she says, once it dies, it's too late. Like you killed it. You can't bring it back to life. And even if you did, it's going to be like some Frankenstein shit or Frankenweenie. If you've ever seen that movie. Which is probably not a good example because I love Frank and Weenie and he loves his dog that he brings back to life. And it's still cute, a good dog. But if we're talking Frankenstein, like the OG Frankenstein, the monster is like not really all there. Like, yeah, he brought it back to life, but like, is it still the same? No, it's a little, you know, rotten and probably going to be falling apart and going to require a lot more time and attention and something that it probably could have endured when it was alive and it was healthy it's not going to be able to like go through that the same anymore i hope you guys are catching along with this um with this comparison i feel like in my head it's good but if you're not catching on i'm sorry but (laughs) and then verse two she says it used to be so easy living here with you you were light and breezy and i knew just what to do now you look so unhappy and i feel like a fool Shit is sad as fuck. I've never lived with a person, but I can only imagine how difficult it must be for, like, the love to be dying and then, like, still have to be sleeping in the same bed, living in the same house, seeing each other, and just, that is heartbreaking. If the love dies, you can't do the same thing that you did when it was good to fix something. You can't do that anymore. It just doesn't come off the same. Like I was talking about earlier, like at this point, if you did something earlier in the relationship that made them laugh, if you try it once a love is dead, they're probably going to think you're fucking annoying, honestly. So you got to like nurture it while it's there. But Then verse three, she says there, there'll be good times again for me and you, but we can't just, we just can't stay together. Don't you feel it too? Still, I'm glad for what we had and how I once loved you. So it's like a cute little bittersweet, happy ending, you know, just acknowledging like, you know, it was good while it lasted and we'll be happy again, but just not together. And that's like once you have that realization, it's good to like walk away on like a good note. Like, let's end this now before it gets worse for both of us. Like, let's walk away with both of us acknowledging that we tried, but... I feel like for Fouché's version, it's a lot more bitter than bittersweet. Like, she's like, fuck you, I'm never taking your calls again. You're a dick. So it's cool, like, comparing both of them. Different kind of vibe, but same chorus. Seeing how, like, two different people can perceive that type of dynamic in a relationship ending. So what made me want to start, or what made me want to talk about this topic, I was on TikTok, you know, scrolling the huge and I saw a video of these two ladies. They're a little bit older, maybe like in their 40s or something. Um, I don't know if they were comedians or if it was like a podcast or what it was. But they were talking about how like they don't suck their husband's dicks anymore. And like it grosses them out, like even the thought of it. And I was like so shook because like 
I've never been married, so I can't speak for like people in like very long term relationships. But I've been in long relationships and like I have never like been like, ew, no, I'm over it. Like I like doing that and I like receiving it. So where does that disconnect happen? And that's what I want to get into because I feel like, of course, like the way these women were talking about it, I was like, damn, like I was reading the comments and dudes were like pissed and they're like, this is why we cheat or like find it elsewhere, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it, bro. Like, you know, cheating's never cool. But yeah, like if you just are disgusted at your partner and like they're doing everything right, then yeah, that's a problem. But I don't think a lot of people realize or like what men don't realize is are you doing things to make her want to suck your dick because there are many things that can make a list of things you could do to make a girl want to suck your dick and if you're not being helpful or you're not emotionally connecting you're probably not going to get your dick sucked so it is in everyone's best interest to nurture the relationship and nurture that deeper emotional connection (laughs) But that lady was straight up like, yeah, my husband asked me for head the other day and I was just like, oh, no, like, can't you just go find a masseuse and get a happy ending? Go find someone else to do that for you. Like she was so fucking over it. Like they probably should get divorced or I don't know. Like I'm not married. Like that's why marriage like freaks me out the way married people talk about each other and just being grossed out of each other. Like it's fucking sad. Like, I can't ever picture, like, not wanting to, like, suck my boyfriend's dick if he's doing everything right. And I do understand, like, not wanting to and, like, being, like, too mad or, like, whatever it is, like, grossed out. Like, if you find out they cheated or lied to you or, like, they're just being a shitty partner. I understand that. But that's why, like, I don't like the way it's portrayed in movies that it's always, like, oh, my wife, the old ball and chain. She just nags and we just don't have sex ever like let's address why not let's address why she doesn't fucking like you anymore because you could be married to someone and in love and still not like each other and that's where the disconnect is because let's talk about it like why as a man are you attracted to your wife you want to fuck her right like you're aroused by her that means she's doing something right to make you want to like have sex with her like to make you be attracted to her like that can't just be you on your own so then why isn't that happening on her end are you not doing something to be attractive are you not making yourself desirable to her like what's happening here and i think what it is is that men are just like turned on on the spot like anything can just like turn them on which isn't to say that that doesn't happen to women sometimes but I think for women a lot more it's a longer process it's more of like a mental stimulation type thing like it starts in the morning or like what's the last conversation you had on the phone because if you were like being dry as fuck all day and then at night you expect to have sex you got me fucked up like talk to me nice do things for me all that and if you're like well you don't have to do that for me okay because your dick just gets hard and you're horny all the time as a man like you guys literally just are horny for no reason like if you know it takes more for a woman and you want to have that like sexual connection then do what needs to be done like you're gonna complain for what or go cheat 
because you're too lazy to like put in work to your relationship. See what I'm saying? Like you need to like regroup with yourself and be like love language. What can I do to make her feel loved? Send her money to get her nails and toes done or something or go to the spa Buy her a gift. Just do something. Like, literally any kind gesture. I promise you, you'll get some more head. And, like, I know that has to be harder for, like, couples with kids. I feel like that more than marriage is where the sex life kind of, like, goes downhill. Because, like, if you got kids, you don't have really time for yourself. Like, you're probably exhausted. At least that's what I picture in my head, like, having kids. Like, if I've ever babysat, like, had to watch a kid for a little bit, it's so draining. Like, it takes so much energy. Like, little kids have you on your toes. They want to be entertained, like, the whole time. They don't let you breathe. They, they don't let you look at your phone. Like, they want your phone. It takes a lot. So, shout out to the parents that still manage to have a sex life to, like, prioritize that because that's what it takes honestly is just prioritization if you're not even like trying to keep that alive it's not going to happen on its own like if your energy is just on the kids and like housework I get how easy it is to like let that part slip so shout out to the couples that make it work and if you're like the dad and your wife is just like always too tired for sex like, are you helping her enough? Are you splitting the housework and taking care of the kids? Because if you're not, then I understand why she's too tired and probably fucking pissed that you're not helping out. Like, I just think of, like, Family Guy with, like, Peter and Lois and, like, the way... I don't understand how he pulled Lois. She's, like, hot, like, and he's not, clearly. And she's just the only sane one. And she's, like, intelligent, and he's not. Like, he doesn't do shit. Like, he cannot function. And she does everything. And I think maybe people look at that and, like, think that that's, like, the normal thing. Because you look at other, like, shows, like, Love and Marriage. Not Love and Marriage. Married with Children. That was the theme song. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, same thing. Or I feel like that marriage dynamic was different. But, like, he just always looked so annoyed at his wife. And, like, they just, like, kind of hated each other. And it was just another case of, like, why is she so much hotter than him? But basically what I'm just trying to say is um, don't look at that as, like, reality. Because, like, in real life, Peter can never pull Lois. And she would never want to fuck him. Like, the way she still wants to fuck him on that show is mind-blowing. Like, that's, like, a mystery. All right, so I have some tweets. All right, so this first one just kind of directly ties to what I've been talking about. At Jay Leno with three A's said, men always complain about how quick I am to leave, and I get it. Nobody wants a flight risk. But at the same time, I'm not staying where I'm unhappy for too long. It's not my nature. And I 100% agree, and I do get what she's talking about. Like, nobody wants to, like, deal with a flight risk. Like, having to like walk on eggshells or be scared that like if you don't get it right one day that your partner is going to leave like that's not what I'm talking about like that's also like probably not healthy like having to deal with someone that will like up and leave at like the drop of a dime but if it's like a constant thing where like things are being communicated and like usually it is the woman that's always like aware of the connection and having to be the one to like check in and be like, how are we doing? Like, what can I do to make things better? Or like just being like the freaking like 
therapist and manager of the relationship, which is annoying if you're the only one. So, like, if that's all happening, you cannot be upset when someone leaves if they're not happy because life is pretty long. Like, it's short, but it's long, you know? Like, there's no point in staying in a relationship because, like, you think you can't find someone else or because you've invested so many years or because you're even married or even because you have kids. Like, yes, try, but you're still young. Like, I don't think there's any age where it's, like, might as well stick it out. Like, maybe when you're fucking 70, I don't fucking know because at that point, like, just probably too fucking tired or I don't know but even then I seen some old cute couples that are all romantic and in love still so my standards are a little high okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And then, at I'm the reason why, tweeted, the one who successfully softens you up and keeps you soft in their presence is probably the one for you. Friends, partners, whatever. Softness means comfort and trust. And for me, it takes a lot for me to soften because it takes a lot for me to trust. And I 100% agree with that, relate to it, all that, cosign. Because, yeah, I think for a lot of people, like, if you've been through it, like, it takes a lot to trust someone and open up. And if you're in a relationship where, like, the trust keeps getting tested or, like, the loyalty or the communication or the commitment, like, keeps getting tested and tested it's going to take a lot more for you to open up and that can be frustrating for like the other person because to them it's like oh it's just an innocent mistake or whatever like why do you have to like close up like this every time it's a mistake and like you need to be understanding that it does take a lot like some people it it's hard to like trust like they've been through it they could be jaded so like if you're going to be like fucking up here and there you need to give them time to open back up and like not just like wait for them to open up but like be proactive about it like help them open up go above and beyond to like make them feel comfortable and like they can trust you and like they are in a safe place with you and that's the most important thing in a relationship is to feel like you're in a safe place like where the like help and communication and like mutual understanding is like on a hundred 
and where you know that you can communicate these problems and they will be heard and where you're going to be understood most importantly because if it's like not only you're having these problems but also you can't even bring them up because it turns into like a whole fucking ordeal every time that person's definitely not going to feel safe can't even come talk to your person like i would be out like if you're that mad that your partner's trying to fix things you don't like them and then all that brings me to my tweet that I mentioned earlier. I said, lying to someone to save yourself a headache in the short run is only going to cause a lot of damage in the long run. And I am just so right. Just spitting facts always. Because, yeah, I think white lies or lies in general, obviously, are fucked up and are going to ruin everything, the whole dynamic. Like, it's fucking spoiled, right? But I don't think people think enough about how much damage white lies can cause because I think people like to excuse white lies and try to make it seem like they're doing it to spare the other person's feelings you know you always hear like oh like I'm sorry babe like I just lied because I, I just was too lazy to tell you the whole story or because I just thought you would be mad or like I didn't want to hurt your feelings or I just it sounded more believable or what like I don't know like people say the dumbest shit to try to flip it and make it seem like it's about not hurting you when really it's just they're selfish they didn't want to deal with the headache of telling you the truth and you being upset probably rightfully so even if not like communicate like uh, there's going to be a lot more damage caused in the long run once they find out you're lying than if you would just tell the truth and just deal with the communication. And like, I can't imagine dealing with like a pathological liar. Like, I don't know how those people are in relationships or if they can even successfully be in one like long term. Cause if you're lying about every little thing and sometimes you're going to get caught up without someone even like trying to question you you can be telling a story and then once it comes up again, you tell it a little bit differently. There's a new detail, something you left out or like a detail that you mentioned now completely changed, you know, like that's going to kill the trust because now the other person's wondering like what the fuck else you're lying about or why are you lying about that thing? What else are you lying about? What? Why are you trying to hide something like is there something was there a bigger reason for a white lie or was it really because this or that you know that shit will fucking haunt your dreams like you'll start freaking having nightmares about your partner cheating on you if you deal with that shit constantly and that's not healthy either i fucking hate those dreams um yeah and i wanted to talk about i said i had a little psa because there's been some fucking wild shit on twitter lately well first last week i think last week i saw a couple weeks ago maybe something about a woman that had died like she was murdered in houston i was looking it up and i'm pretty sure it was houston um she was like a ig influencer like slash model or whatever her name was janae gagnier or something she was like 33 and um i think her name was like miss mercedes moore or something like that apparently some dude like fucking stalked her like he was like obsessed with her found out where she lived i was trying to find details because on instagram i'm not sure if it was about this story or another one where they said that he had found out where she lived based on like pictures that she would post online 
like not even like the name of the apartment complex or anything like that. I'm talking about people were saying that it was she was standing in front of the window and like based on the skyline that was showing in her window and then based on another picture she posted where like you could see different shit in the apartment like people are crazy this fool found out where she lived like i think he flew from out of state to find her um came in her house he killed her she died of like um strangulation and like blunt force trauma or something like that really fucked up and then they found him dead with like sharp stab wounds um so please be careful ladies especially because there are crazy fucking stalkers out there we know ladies how much of detectives we are when we're trying to find information like imagine a fucking crazy stalker dude they could find out so much information about you like social media is wild like the internet is wild the amount of information that you could find about someone is crazy like based on fucking pictures geotags like there's hacking websites it's really fucking scary honestly and like r.i.p to her like it's so fucking just sad like there are no words and what reminded me to talk about that was literally, I think, like, yesterday. There was a video that went around of this guy. It was recorded on, like, a ring camera, I believe, or some kind of, like, front door camera, you know, where he goes up to this girl's door, and he's just, like, talking to her through it. Like, she said that she wasn't home, but she's, like, talking to him through the little microphone because you could, like, talk through it even if you're not home. So basically he's like, oh, like, I saw you, you're so beautiful, like, let me talk to you, like, oh, let me get your number, or like, take my number, blah, 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 like, can I come in, type of thing, and she's just, like, trying to be, like, you know, cool about it, um, and, like, first I want to point out, like, this dude looks like he is not all there, like, mentally something is going on, so this isn't even really just about him, this is more just about, like, what he did, like, he freaking went up to her freaking door uninvited he said that he had saw her somewhere in the complex and that he lived in the complex also so he like followed her which is really fucking scary especially an apartment complex like what the fuck like you never know what kind of crazy person is living there and like even if something was like off with him like you never know like if it's drugs or what it is or like how easily they could be triggered you don't know what their triggers are like maybe if she would have been like rude to him and been like oh i'm calling the cops or like no you can't fucking have my number weirdo like creep because guys are always like just tell them like no you can't have my number or like just be a bitch or whatever as if there aren't so many stories about women getting murdered for turning dudes down and not giving them their number like it is a hundred percent the easier fucking route to just give someone your number and then like block them or ignore them than it is to be a bitch or call them a creep or not give them your number you know yeah so it was just like so weird like he was just like trying to be all fucking smooth but he wasn't like he's like hey sexy like <laughs> like but no like it's not okay and then there was dudes like yeah that takes a lot of balls like bro what like you're a creep too like if you think that takes balls like you're looking at that like he's a fucking hero or something like what like, you're sick in the head. Get some perspective, please. Read the news once in a while. Women are fucking terrified of men. Some of y'all are fucking scary and creepy. So just be careful, women. Don't fucking post where you're at. If you ever post that you're at a restaurant or whatever, wait until you leave. Don't ever post while you are currently somewhere. Also, because you never know if somebody is currently in the process of stalking you. 
and they know if you're like posting on your IG story and you're like, oh, I'm here, whatever, and they know that you're out and you're probably going to be coming home, what if they already found out where you lived and they could be waiting in your house for you to get home if they know that you live alone or something? Like, you have to be really fucking careful. Like, don't post, like, if you're going on vacation, don't post what hotel you're going to, like, the days that you're going or nothing like that, like, unless you're trying to get murdered. Like, just be smart because you hear about this shit all the time and you fucking never know who's watching you. You can only be so aware, like, to the point of, like, not, like, crossing into being paranoid territory. Like, you have to live your life still. Like, you can't, like, live your life being, like, constantly looking over your shoulder, like, Yes, to a degree, but other than that, like, it's up to you just, like, taking precautions. All right, guys, that is a wrap on this episode. My voice is shot. I don't know if it's from celebrating so many days. It's still my birthday month, though. But, yeah, this was fun, and thank you guys for sticking around. Go check out Fouché. She's definitely coming up. And a shout out to Carol King for making such a fucking timeless bop. I think this is my first time doing like an older song, I believe. But yeah, let me know which version you enjoy better. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Simpin After Dark. Follow me on TikTok at Simpin After Dark. And on Twitter also at Simpin After Dark. You can follow my personal IG at Ash underscore Friday underscore. Shout out to Wild 7 Studios for hosting Simpin After Dark every week. Go give them a follow on Instagram. Go follow Amigas' series on Instagram to keep up with the series that I am co-producing and acting in. If you want to see what else I'm up to. And follow Nightshade Collective, my girls. I'm always up to something. So, yes, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.